Hey, E, put the beat on. Hey, Taylor, you like this joint? Yeah, this beat hard. Yeah, you, you sure you like this joint? You would tell me if you didn't, right? Oh, yeah, of course. No, this joint go, go hard. All right, all right, cool, cool. This this my man, Scotty Pimpin' drum. Oh, okay, all right, then. Matter of fact, I, I got something for this. Got something like what? <laughs> Welcome to the top shelf With a flavor so hot, but you will not melt About to take you on a ride like you never felt Up and down real smooth like a carousel Moving in our own lane, no parallel Everybody needs sleep, it's good for your health If you stuck like Chuck, I might have a help Cause we talk sports, life, and everything else going on ladies and gentlemen we thank you as always for tuning in to sleep the sports life and everything else podcast where dreams is just a preview to what's coming next presented as always by the away team and coming to you from the top shelf this is episode number 17 i go by the name of mike on the mic i bring the light insight no hype and if you get most sleep in your life it just might help you get yourself right you can follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleep Is For You. That's S-L-E-E-P-I-S, the number four, Y-O-U. Subscribe and listen to new episodes, old episodes. Get caught up if you ain't up on it. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Like, leave comments, show love, show hate. We don't care one way or the other. We here for it all. And check in for new information and content. New things coming to sleepisforyou.com. Our website. Uh, and if you like us, kindly share with your friends. Tell a friend to tell two friends. And joining me here in the studio, as always, is my co-host Taylor. Taylor, what's up? What's going on? What's going on? Season greetings. Happy New Year and all that stuff. What's going on? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We we splitting between the two right now. It's yep. Sunday, so uh, yeah. Also joining us here in the studio is E on the boards, yes, producing sir. the show. Mm-hmm. We all know E's work and how he does his thing, so we appreciate him for being here. And, uh... Yes, sir. Our showtime this evening is 7.49. We're getting started a little bit later, but not quite as late as last week. But, uh, you know, we're going to roll on anyway. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we're going to get right into it, and we're going to start with a recap of those 1 o'clock games. Okay. All right. It's like 50 of them. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah. played today. Yeah, it was crazy. Everybody played on Sunday. No Monday night games, no Thursday night games, no, no Saturday, Saturday games. No Saturday, nothing. Everything, nothing. 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and the evening game. That's it. Everyone played today. Is this a regular thing, or is this something No, they happened? always do that. To, because it's better with the playoff set. Gotcha, it's like, gotcha. you know what I mean? If you got play, why would you, you know what I mean? And then everyone plays a division game, too. So they changed this up, I guess, like six or seven years ago. So every game's going to mean something. And you know, always, you always know that the division game, don't matter what the records are, are always going to be better. So that's one thing that the NFL did over the past couple of years to, you know, that's that actually, got right. yeah, actually got it right. So, and then and they, the way they line it up is perfect. Definitely. And Definitely. then they can always flex, and they flex out a game. You don't know who the last game is until like literally on Monday, this past Monday or Tuesday. So they flexed out the, uh, the uh, Sunday night game literally a couple of days ago. So, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. They well, leave it open. We're going to get right to it. Let's spin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, We're we going to start off talking about that Miami and New England game because that was uh, interesting. Shocker. 
Miami ended up winning that 121 to 24. It's a shame. To, uh, it, was a, it was a shame and a shocker, which is what it was. To upset, to upset the doing the Patriots. I was rooting for Miami the whole game. I was too. <laughs> <laughs> I was rooting for them. And Miami, the team that was, you know, supposedly tanking for the majority of the season, they ended out at five and eleven. Yeah, and they're probably still gonna get their quarterback no matter what. Yeah, yeah. The yep. Patriots dropped at twelve and four, mm-hmm. and they uh, officially are gonna have to play through uh, the entire four weeks if they want to advance to the Super Bowl this year. So they're gonna have to go through the wild card, That's right? And everything, and then play on the road for the rest of the for the rest of the if they make it after the uh, the first one. The road to the Super Bowl is not going through Boston this year. Going through uh, the other B more, the other B team, Baltimore. Yep, down in Maryland. Yep. Taylor, you said you caught that game. Oh yeah, I watched. I watched. I watched it intensely. Uh, Tom Brady, I hate to say it, but he he might be finished. <laughs> do you uh, do you give any um, any validity to the idea that Tom Brady is going to leave New England this year and go to another team? Uh, I doubt that because I know that owner really like loves him, so I'm pretty sure he'll be back. But um. I mean, that's what I'm saying. They, they, they definitely had a backup quarterback that could, they could throw right in, but they don't. So he'll be back. They'll sign him to like a maybe a maybe like a year, one year. You know, they'll probably just do a one year deal for, until until he retires. So they'll give him a one year deal, maybe like what 13, 14, 15 million, something like that. They'll just keep doing one year deals with him until they actually draft a quarterback or bring somebody else in. So he'll he'll yeah. be back. Yeah, I wouldn't just get rid of him. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Either. Tom Brady is a. a a legend, yeah. Hall of Famer, a, a phenom in Boston. Tom Brady walks in anywhere, and people are like, let me buy what you got to get. But on some sucker stuff, if I was a defensive lineman, I'd be one of the people trying to put him out of his, put him out of his misery. That's what I would be. If I was, I was a D lineman or a safety, I would be trying to put him out, trying to take his knees out, ankles, just trying to put him out. So I can be that one to be like, yeah, I'm the one that put out Tom Brady. You me. know what? Me being someone who understands that sometimes disrespect is the only <laughs> thing people respect, I like that. I would be the one. Trying to put him out. Trying to be uh, the Randy Orton of the NFL. Yeah, I would be. I'd be the one to try to put him put him out of his put him out of his misery. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, we'll see how things end up playing out uh, during this playoff run of the 2019-2020 season for the New England Patriots. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and their band of merry people up there. Yep. Uh, but we're gonna move on that. Uh, going on to a, a bit of a beatdown. Uh, NFC South showdown between the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers. New Orleans Saints win 42 to 10. Forget to, the Saints go marching. To to 13 to 3. The, the Saints go go stomping them. They stomp they stomp them cats. Got them up out of there and literally yeah. stomped them cats because they're Panthers. Yeah, they stomped them out, man. That's a shame, man. Was it was it 30? Was it was it was the score? 42. 42 to 10. Lord Jesus. They had they had thirty some odd points by the, before the the fourth before the uh the quarter uh, before the half was over with. Sheesh. And they had to win that game, but after a while, it's like all right, we can take everybody out right now because the Panthers were they were playing a bunch of you know fourth and fifth stringers too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, no more receivers, and uh, both of the linemen were out. So and then they took out the quarterback and put in, put back in um, Kyle Allen. So yeah, that was oof, that was a, that was a massive beatdown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, look like Kamara's getting back on track. Uh, you know, of course, you already got Michael Thomas. Uh, they're trying to they were trying to work in the second and third receivers. Taysom Hill was was you know he did a, he, he had a pretty good game. So they're just trying to figure out who's going to be the you know the second or third or fourth dairy people after you know Kamara and uh, Michael Thomas. And Michael Thomas. Yeah. And uh, Jer- and uh, Cook too. Mm-hmm. Tight end. He had a good game. He had a touchdown again today. So 
score. I think he scored three or four straight games, Jared Cook. So yeah, Cook's working well. He's healthy. He's you know, so they get it in. So Saints are actually a, and the defense is actually playing very well, even though they've had some uh bad injuries <coughs> over the past couple of days. They um, you know, the defense is playing real well. Yeah. So moving on from that to an AFC West showdown. Yep. Uh not really a surprise to anybody, but division games can go either way, as we see from that uh, Dolphins and of uh, New England Patriots game. But the Chargers squared off with the Chiefs, yeah, uh, Week 17, and the Chiefs ended up winning that one, 31-21, got to advance to 12 and four, while the Chargers dropped to five and 11. Yep, got themselves the uh, got themselves the bye, and they earned it because they beat the Patriots early, beat the Patriots early this year, which is why they got the uh, so they the, so Baltimore's one, and they'll be number two, so they earned it. Good stuff for Big Red. Salute to those those boys out in Kansas City because they did their thing this year. Yeah, they can they can get uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, a little healthier because you know he's had the ankle and the, the calf and the knee, so he can he can sit down and get some rest and get fully strengthened. And your, and your boy Lashawn McCoy, he can get he can get healthy. <laughs> Shady, you know he's raggedy. But uh, and um t- and uh, Ty Hill, he's been banged up this year too. And uh, also, what's name? He's been banged up too. Um, Kelsey, so that whole offense has been banged up. So they, they they need this week off. But the defense has been praying. What Teron Matthews? He's a beast. He's oh a yeah, had a pick today. That defense has really turned the corner because earlier this year they were terrible. But they've seen that they've got the right people in the in the in the position where they were supposed to be. At. Mm-hmm. Terrell Suggs, just I mean that's the cheat. You you bring you bring in Terrell Suggs in the last couple weeks of the season. Now you got him for the playoffs now. Yeah. So that's a really good. So now you got Terrell Suggs on one side and D Ford on the other side. So that three four defense is actually looking good with Chris Jones in the middle. And then you guys said Teron Matthews on the back end, Fuller at one of the corners. So I like that defense. Yep, definitely, definitely. Defense so. looks real, real good. And you know, so all all Teron Matthews, I mean, excuse me, all um Mahomes, not Mahomes got to do is just you know, put up his regular twenty, you know, twenty eight to thirty five points, and you know, we'll see. So mm-hmm. I think that they they might be my dark horse, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, they might be a front runner. Yeah, but uh, you know, they they got a, a team down in Baltimore that might have something to say about yeah, that. So I think they're gonna match up well. Hopefully, they match up in that one two in that uh, AFC um, uh, championship. championship game, and hopefully, yeah. you know, everything you know. But you know, you still got the, the Texans and uh, who else? The Texans and uh, Texans are in there, and I'm forgetting the other team. Oh my goodness! Oh, uh, the, the oh the Bills and uh, the t- Tennessee Titans got in too. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see with yep, the yep. AFC playoffs. AFC Definitely. playoff picture is pretty much uh, it's, it's, that's that's it is pretty much it is. set right it's now. Set right now. Yep. Uh, one more quick one o'clock game I wanted to mention, uh, just because it, it uh, had a little bit of uh, drama to it, uh, but it was regarding a team that's towards the top of the NFC, and it was the NFC matchup, NFC North matchup between uh, the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. Yeah. And it seemed like Detroit kind of had Green Bay on the ropes, but uh, Aaron Rodgers ended up pulling it out. And, as, uh, as he always does. Green Bay, yeah. I mean, having that vet quarterback who's, you know, a Hall of Famer first ballot definitely makes mm-hmm. a difference. But yep. uh, Green Bay won that one 23 to 20 yep. to advance to 13 and 3, while the Detroit Lions dropped to 3 12 and 1. Aaron Jones had a real good game today. He got off. He's been playing well these last couple of weeks, too. Catching the ball at the backfield and running the ball. He's actually faster than what I thought he was. He's, he made some, he made some real, had some nice cuts today. Yeah, on the rushing note, I see he had 25 carries for yeah. 100 yards. So Over 100 yards. He had like a buck, was it buck 34, buck 35, something like that. Well, rushing, it looks like he had a, a 100 yards, so he, he might have had 100 yards, on, 100, 100 yards on the dot? Okay, mm-hmm. all right then. Yeah, but he had a, he's been playing very, very well these last couple weeks. As long as he's not fumbling, you know, he's 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 a good player. So 
Yeah, you got to watch it. But that defense is really, really, really good there. I won't say shut people down, but they're not letting people score too many points on them. So mm-hmm. Aaron Jones is he's kind of like the X factor on that team. And that's a big deal because in Aaron Rodgers' you know, career in Green Bay, I don't think he's had a particularly good defense. Well, he does have. He got one now. He got the Smith guys on the outside. And Rashawn Gary, he's the third pass rusher. Yeah, you, know, you got um, you know, good corner and um, uh, King and um, Alexander uh, Williams is in the slot, and then you got uh, Savage, the kid, uh, Darnell Savage, the safety. So, they, like I said, they got a they got an all around good team right now. So it's gonna be interesting about Green Bay too, and especially if you got to go out to Green Bay because they yeah. got the second seed. Yeah, they already got the home field advantage. So you it's know, a rough place to play. Yes, it is, especially in January. Yes, sir. Yep. So moving on from those 1 o'clock games, we're going to get into the 4 o'clock games. And at 425, those Philadelphia Eagles squared off with the New York Giants up in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yep. And uh, the Eagles were able to win it 34-17 to yep. to advance to winning the NFC East division with a record of 9-7. And, seven. Mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, this one, it, it was not the prettiest of games. Uh, it was kind of sloppy. It was kind of rough. You know, it definitely seemed like it, it might have ended up being a war of attrition against the Eagles because they lost a couple of bodies and yeah, they, they don't have a whole lot of bodies to give right now. The Brooks, Pause. Brooks, but uh, Sanders, know, Sanders went down. Uh, I think uh, he went out and came back. Um, um, Graham, he went out and came back. And uh, yeah, man, Whew, man, I, I don't know who they got left. And they're on their, they're on like the 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 thirteenth string receiver. That's a shame. Exactly, and somehow some guy named Burnett. Somehow Carson Wentz was able to, uh, like you were saying before we started, uh, find a way to, to, to will them to victory. Yeah, that's that scouting department and Howie Roseman, all them guys, they, they need to get on their knees. They better be on their knees right now. Get on their knees and thank Carson Wentz for saving their jobs because it was it was all him. They have they have no receivers. They have no more had pretty much had no more running backs. And they, I mean, there was one game where they had no receivers left. What was that that Giants game three four weeks ago? That, mm-hmm. they, they, they was going to have to put what's name in. Uh, McCownan, get on your knees in front of that man. Get on your knees, and I ain't talking about some praise him. Get on your knees. <laughs> yes, you going to bleep this out. Get on your knees. That's all I'm going to say. Get on your knees and thank that man, please. <laughs> Pause all that stuff. Get on your knees and thank that man because he saved a lot of people's jobs. Oh man, well you know whose job might not be saved? Jason Garrett. No, no, he's out of there. He's going. If he down, ain't going, if he's not going now, he's going to be going by the time this this airs. He he should be going down in Texas, down in Dallas. The Great Red Hope. No, it's looking like it's a right farm. He, he got to go. And they came out and they played well today. They they did what now, they supposed they, to they, do. They beat down the Redskins forty-seven to sixteen. They had some terrible losses this year. The losses that they should not have had. They should they should have easy had an easy ten or eleven win season this year because Eagles were were, were ragged this year. But they gave away some games this year. And well, you know, there's gonna be some changes down there as it should be. And I maintain something that I said to a coworker. I believe that the Cowboys on paper were a more talented team than the Eagles for the majority of the season. You think? A lot due to injuries, but, you know, either way, who you got on the field who, is who you got Who would you field. rather have? Would you rather have Amari Cooper or Greg Ward? Exactly. I'll take Cooper. Would you rather have Boston Scott or Zeke Elliott? I'll yeah. take Zeke Elliott. And would you rather have the Dallas offensive line or the Eagles offensive line? I probably would take the out of the Dallas because just because they, you know, they're a little bit younger, but mm-hmm. and they still lost. Exactly. I mean, well, they still lost they're the division. Still lost out. That's so sad, man. That's that's a shame. Yeah, well, that's too, no team to be proud of. Too bad. So sad. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, so that's, yeah, they should be. He should be. I'm looking at my phone right now. He should be fired right now. It should be coming up on my screen. 
Uh, well, they fired the Browns coach, but he he, he should be next. He, he should be the first one. He, he need to be up out of there. I saw I saw uh, earlier this week that they sent a memo to the Jags coach, letting him know that his nah. services would no longer be needed after this week. So, but then they but then they called it back. Jason Garrett, he needs to be gone. He needs to go. Oh, oh, they they changed their mind. Yeah, they changed their mind on Marone. So oh, they probably they, they might not fire him until tomorrow. But uh-huh. they need to. What's name should be fired tonight? Well, you know what it is. It's pink slip season, so. Yeah, well, they, 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 don't, call, they don't call it Black Monday for nothing. The scissors is coming. Yeah, so Black Monday tomorrow. A couple people going to be fired. They already just fired the Browns coach. He should be next. That hatchet is coming down. He should be next. The Jason Gear, he got, he got to go. He's been there for over dec- a decade, which I didn't even realize. That's a long-ass time. Get, get to the bye. <laughs> kick, kick rocks. Over a decade, he never won. I don't think he won, what, one playoff game? I don't think he's gotten past the first round. No, he got past the Last year they got a playoff win. Last year, remember they beat the uh, what's the name? They beat uh the Seahawks. But other than that, that's it. That's right. That's right. No, he got to go. Bye. Like they, I said, they, too I think bad, they beat the so Vikings sad. like eight years ago. Two playoffs wins in ten years. Get get your ass out of here. Sorry, it's time to go. Yes, please go. So some other four o'clock games that were you know fairly of note: uh, the Baltimore Ravens <laughs> with. Mostly backups. Yep. Uh, I know Lamar Jackson didn't play today. Yep. Uh, but they were able to win nonetheless. Oh, they, they did win e- that e- game. E- easily dispatched the Pittsburgh Steelers That's 28 to 10 to advance to a record of 14 and 2 on the season. With RG, Pittsburgh with RG3. dropped to 8 and 8 with RG3 starting. And a running back named Gus. <laughs> Gus Edwards, man. Yeah. yeah. That's a shame. So, yeah, uh, you know, Baltimore is, is definitely. Looking like they're in a because good I position. Because I think all Pittsburgh had to do was win, and they was in the playoffs. That's, and, that's true. And they caught the L, and that's how tight the Titans got in. That's a shame. Speaking of the Titans, another 4 o'clock game that was pretty, uh, ha- had some excitement to it was the Titans versus the Texans in an AFC South showdown. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the winner of this game was going to get into the playoffs, and the Titans won. Uh, although I think the Texans get in as no, well. No, Texans because... already, they had it already locked up. Okay, uh, okay. Last, They locked up last week when they beat, uh, I That's think all right. they had to do was win last week and they were in. They were the talking Texans. about playing, but they just said, nah, let's just take this break off mm-hmm. this week because next week we have to play. But uh, yeah, Titans got in. And they, they I, I'll say they deserve to get in. What's name ran really hard. He got over 200 yards, so he's the leader. Derrick Henry. He's, he's the, uh, I think he's the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's the leading runner, rusher of the year, him. He, yeah, I think he beat out um, Chubb. And you know who balled today? Yeah, he hit. Wow, thirty-two carries for two hundred eleven yards yeah, and three he, touchdowns. Yeah, he, he's 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 an MVP candidate. Him, uh, I, I'll even say Carson wins. These are guys are coming up, but I think Lamar Jackson is probably going to win, even with him taking a week off today. He's he, he's a dual threat. So, but what what uh, Henry did, he's pretty much carried that team on his on his back too. You know who else balled for Tennessee today though? Uh-huh. Uh, AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Yeah. Four receptions for one hundred twenty-four yards and a touchdown. So I he saw, did his I thing. saw the long one. It was like a short little run on the on the, a short little pass on the outside. Mm-hmm. He just ran past people. Cut up the field. He's a yeah, I, I liked I liked him coming out of college because he stepped in for DK Metcalf at Ole Miss and he was catching balls all over the place. I like AJ Brown. Okay. okay. He's a he's a he's a good, you know, good receiver. And uh, like see if he got with the right team and he he's he's, he's a good um pretty smart. he's fast in open field too. Yeah, so that's a it's a good pickup for them, and they 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 doing their thing this year. So salute to the Texans. They play good defense, and offensively, you know, since they put Tannehill and put Mariota's uh, crappy behind on the bench, you know, what I mean, they've been balling. So yeah, so definitely go go Tennessee. Yep. Um, you know, the teams are getting revved up and ready for the playoffs, and um, yeah, so they'll be going know. against uh, 
they might be going against they might be going against um, t- the Titans again. I don't, I don't, while you're talking, I'll see the matchup in AFC. I'm looking it up right now yeah. as you speak. I think that is they would be the sixth seed. They would go get the third seed, which would be a t- the Titans, right? I mean the um, the Texans. Let's see. Um, I'm then, pulling it up right now. Okay. But uh, you know, teams are definitely uh, looking prime to go into the playoffs. It doesn't really appear that anybody's backing in. Um, outside of maybe the Eagles, uh, because they're just not in a very good position right now. Well, they didn't now, back in. They won. They won last week and they won this week. So technically, they ain't back in. Well, I mean, as far as like them going in with a lot of injuries and a lot uh, of yeah, well, well, you know, oh, yeah, well, well, and, well, with people being hurt, that's that's just people getting hurt. That's exactly. Just, that's just that's just what it is. They earned it. They won. Like I said, they won the game. They supposed to win, and they had a what five and one, you know, division record. That's how they got in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, um, <clears throat> being that the four o'clock games are done, it's yep. now eight twelve. Uh, we're going to talk about a quick uh, round of playoff predictions. Yeah, we'll just uh, go with the AFC because yeah. AFC AFC set. NFC being that the is, AFC set, yeah. the NFC is set as far as like the teams that are in. We just don't know the order the yet. The seating, yeah. So we'll just do the AFC right now. Okay. So uh, we got Baltimore squaring off with Tennessee, Kansas City. No, uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Baltimore's we got, off. We got Baltimore. Baltimore and, uh, Kansas, Kansas City, City get first round by. Yeah. We got New England first round squaring off with Tennessee. Yep. And the Texans squaring off with the Bills. Yep. I'll go with I, I want Tennessee to win. So I'm gonna I'm go Tennessee. <laughs> I'd like to see Tennessee win. You know, they got a young, hungry team. Uh, you know, like you said, Derrick Henry's been doing his thing all year. And the ball off to him for 50, uh, 25, 30 times. He's over he's six foot two, six foot three, two hundred and forty pounds, and he's paying and he's playing for a contract. He's motivated, get a ball to him. I think Tennessee wins. In New England, I'm calling that. So, right. uh, I'm pretty sure that the line will probably be set for a, probably like a three or a four point line for the Patriots, but I'll t- I'll take the upset for the Tennessee Titans just because I'm on that sucker shit. And it's really? 20, and it's 2020. Well, you know what? On this one, I am actually going to agree with you because yeah. uh, I feel like Tom Brady might be a little past the point right now, at least for playoff play. And uh, you know, I think Tennessee is young and they're hungry. Derrick Henry wants to get after it. A.J. Brown is young. He, he bought oh, out this and, last week. And, and who's Tennessee's coach? Uh, former uh, Mike Patriots Vrabel. guy, Mike, so Mike Vrabel. <laughs> he should know. Run the ball. And once you get up 14 or 18 or whatever it is, 25, just keep running the ball. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a, I'll go with them in that match. I don't know what time the game is. We don't know that yet. But yeah. I'll go with uh, – I'll go with uh, – uh, with the uh, Titans. Tennessee Titans over New England, I'll agree with upset. that. They did upset a couple years ago. Remember when they upset Kansas City in the first round a couple years ago? Mm-hmm. When they went out to Kansas City, even though it was a little different, but they, the same thing happened. They gave the ball to, to Derrick Henry, and he ran all over those guys. Yeah. So the same thing happened here. Just run, all, just give the ball to him twenty five times. He's somewhat healthy because I think he missed last week's game. So this week he got ready for. Give him the ball 25, 30 times. He can take it. Give it to him, just like they used to do Eddie George back in the day. So the other first run game we got is Houston Texans and the Buffalo Bills, and, and this yeah. one I think I'm gonna ride with the Bills. Uh, I think their 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 defense is is, is solid, and um, I don't know. I just have a feeling that they're gonna end up pulling this out against Houston. Yeah, I'll probably I'll probably go to Texans on that one. Okay. Yeah, I like the Texans it's a, little, a little bit better. They got they're a little bit more um, explosive, even though they're a little sketchy. They don't, don't win a game, they don't, they don't play out in the competition, but. Uh, I'll, I'll go to Texas. I like hopefully Deshaun Watson and, and Watson and um, 
Hopkins to get it together. And I think J.J. Watt, he, I think he's coming back. I think he'll be back this game. I think I know they activate him. I, I, don't, I doubt if he played today, but he should be able to play. Him and Merciless going to be on, on opposite sides. So hopefully, you know, they'll be healthy. And I like how the secondary, how they got that secondary patched up over the past couple of weeks. So I'll go to Texans. Well, if J.J. Watt does come back, that'll definitely be beneficial for that defense and yep. be a big boost. So, you know, we'll see how things play out next week. Yes, sir. So on that note, we're going to go ahead and slide to our first edition of Top 5. All right. And Top 5 for this week, uh, being that we've been talking about things uh, of the decade, we're coming up on the end of 2019 and moving into 2020 in a whole new uh, set of 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, so our first Top 5 this evening is going to be Top 5 Eagles games of the decade. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So number 5, uh, the date was December 8th. 2013. Okay. Uh, and the Lions came to Philly to, to square off with the Eagles in the midst of blizzard conditions. I remember that. Deshaun McCoy ran for a franchise best 217 yards, including two touchdowns. And uh, yeah, the Eagles ended up winning that one in spectacular fashion. It was a really good game. I remember it. It was very exciting despite the weather conditions because, you know, living here in Philly, if they're dealing with it at the football stadium, we got to deal with it at home, too. That snow wasn't even predicted, though. It was like, exactly. it was like oh, it's going to be flurry, but it ended mm -hmm. up being like, I, I forget, I think maybe seven, eight inches or something like that by that Sunday. And then I think the rest of that night, it was over, um, it could have been, been close to uh, over a foot of snow by the time all that snow ended. So, yeah, that was a, I remember that game. That was a great, very good game. It got out of hand. It, did, it definitely did get out of hand, yeah. And I remember the Eagles were trying to throw the ball, and I think they just said, listen, we're just going to run the ball. And I remember they stopped kicking field goals and just started going for two. So it was actually an enjoyable game. I remember that game. Yeah, yeah. So number four, the date was December 29th, 2013. And it was the Eagles uh, going down to Dallas to face off with the Cowboys week 17 of the season. And they won thanks to a late game pick thrown by Kyle Orton in the final week oh. uh, to go to the playoffs. Mm, I remember that because Romo was supposed to play some type of way. He got hurt before, like, the, I think I heard the week before, and they thought he was going to play his question putting and all of a sudden they just ended up pulling him out. And Orton, man, Orton came in there and just, ugh. I, mean, I, do, I do remember that game. Yeah. And it was actually pretty uh, competitive coming down to the end. Yeah. Uh, but they, they caught that interception. It sealed everything up. Who caught the interception? Do you have that on or am I in my, my sandbag? I, I think you're reaching a little bit on that one. Oh. I, don't, I don't got that information. Oh, well, <laughs> if I can remember, if you say it was 2013. 2013. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I can't remember who it was. I would have to bring up the actual uh, actual game and then don't actually have the thing up. You said it was Eagles versus... Uh, Cowboys. Eagles and Cowboys. Mm -hmm. You said 2013. Last week of the season, week 17. Eagles versus Cowboys. Yep. That's okay, people. Don't worry about it. We're okay. Sorry, we getting to it. We got a little bit of time. Yeah. No biggie. 2013. 2013. And it came right up. And the curse, uh, it was, um, looked like the person, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, whoever caught the pick. It was twenty. It was twenty. It was so. It was twenty four, twenty two, right? You got that, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the end of score. Okay. Person who got the pick was uh, looked like it was um, Boykins. I don't, I, there was no. It was no pick six. It was just a pick. No, nah, it was just a pick. It was, it was either Boykins or Kendricks. 
Okay. I don't know when it was, but Porkins <laughs> and Kendrick, okay? Okay. Well, that's fine. We'll go with that. All right. Yep. That was, you know, six years ago, so we'll give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it was a while ago. Anybody out there not, not, not believing you can look it up, do your Googles? Who was the starting quarterback? This is easy. For the Eagles? Yes. Uh, I think it might have been Cobb that year. No. Come on, man. You got to get this. Was it Vic? No. Come on, man. You're going to be so mad when you realize who the quarterback was. Come on, man. 2013. I'm drawing a blank, but I I, I do know that looking back through the information I was looking back to to put together my top five. No, man. um, I I saw names like like Mark Sanchez, Kevin Cobb. No. Like crazy names that I haven't thought about in years until I looked back through that information. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Nicky franchise. Nick Foles. Yep, he was a quarterback. Yep, he was. Remember, he I replaced uh, Vic. Vic, and he went on that, and he threw like six or seven touchdowns that, that one that, game. That game against Oakland. Oakland, and he ended up finishing out the whole year as a quarterback. Yep. yep Nick Foles. Yep. yep. Remember that? That was the first time Nick Foles on the team. Yep. I do remember that. That's what started all that Nick Foles, Foles mania. Yep. The next year he got hurt, and that's when Sanchez and all that came up. But we can go past that. Go to, go to number three. I'm sorry. We're all over the place. All right. So number three. Mm-hmm. Date was January 21st, 2017. Yep. Just two seasons ago, the Vikings came to the Philadelphia to score off the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Minnesota fans flew across the country in droves to cheer their team on. Oh, that was a beatdown. And they decided it was a good idea to gather at one of Philly's most iconic locations, the Art Museum Steps, to perform a skull chant. And, well, when game day rolled around, they got stomped out. They got rolled over, 38-7. to 7. And, they, the, and they were up 7-0, to zero, right? They scored uh-huh. the first points, right? Yep. And I think they were about to score. And then uh, my man Robinson, Patrick Robinson, picked them off. Got ugly. It's a pick six, right? I think that was a pick six. And then they just they got rolled on for the rest of the night by the quarterback who was Nick Foles. Oh, you got Nick Foles in the list twice, back-to-back. Yeah, man. So, uh, okay. after that victory, as everyone who is in the Philadelphia area knows, the Eagles advanced to their first Super Bowl since losing to the Patriots back in 2005. Okay. Moving on to number two. The date was December 19th, 2010. And it was the Eagles at the Giants. Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> Part two of Miracle at the Meadowlands. Yeah. Last win of the season before losses at home to Minnesota and Dallas. But they did end off that season 10-6. and six. And I remember vividly watching this game live. I had a couple of fantasy football teams going on that year. I was paying attention to that, trying to figure out who I was going to put in for my 4 o'clock games. The game was on, and I was just pretty convinced that it was going to overtime. Yeah. And they punted the ball, and it fell in his hands, and he dropped it. And when he dropped it, I was like, yo, something's about to happen. And he scooped it up, and he just went zoop, 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 and took it back to the house. And that that, that was a very memorable moment. Double zeros on the clock, yep. A lot of Eagles fans. Yep. I remember that game very well. So that brings us to number one. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh... I believe it should be no surprise to anybody, but number one, the date was February 4th, 2017. The Patriots versus the Eagles, a Super Bowl rematch. Oh, yeah. And this time it would be first-year Eagles head coach Doug Peterson in a battle of wits against Bill Belichick. That was and after... second year. No, that was, that was his first year. Second year. Seriously? Second year. Second year, okay. Yep. And after a great game, the Birds would earn their first Super Bowl victory, 41-33. Mm-hmm which is numbers that people have gotten tattooed on themselves. Oh, God. People have played as lottery numbers, I'm sure. Mm. 
But um, I've seen yeah, people. That's... I've seen people go on the internet and uh, actually, you know, get like ten or eleven people and run that Philly special play all oh, over yeah, again. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was the thing for a while. People, was, yeah. people was doing it at their, at their weddings, like receptions. Yeah. Like it, it was going down with the Philly special. People got it tattooed on them too with yep. that play. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's my top five for Eagles games of the past decade, and I'm looking forward to the next ten years. All right. Being an Eagles fan, cheering them on. And, uh, you know, hopefully, Lord willing, we can see another bowl. All right. All right, so I'll go on my list. I got You got, like, a different kind of list. I got, like, a, 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 a well, I have a different kind of list. Okay. So, so I'm going to go with number five is the Eagles versus the Vikings on a Monday night slash two. No, you, don't clap because they lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> this was the week after the Giants game. It's a big letdown. They played against uh, the Eagles on a Monday night. The snow came. I did say something that is, about that. That is the game to Tuesday night, and everybody thought the Eagles were going to win. And that was, and remember Brett Favre, he wasn't going to play. And they put in a guy named Joe Webb, and well, Eagles they lost. Joe Webb, they lost twenty-four to fourteen. You know, I told you I'm on that sucker stuff. I right? remember Joe Webb. Eagles was so, but they ended up making the playoffs. But yeah, that was that was a huge, huge letdown. I remember they were supposed to play that night, but they didn't play because they thought the snowstorm was going to be badder than what it was. They ended up pushing it to Tuesday night. Or was it Wednesday? I don't know. And then they end up losing that game. That was crazy because I remember like people didn't know when the game was going to be. Yeah. So uh, and and remember, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of controversy. Like like I said, Brett Favre if he didn't play, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so Eagles ended up losing that. Game. And they, we were really wondering who's this guy Joe Webb? Yeah, like, who's this guy Joe Webb? He was a receiver. He was a receiver slash quarterback game. slash. No, that was his first ever start. So Eagles thought, oh, this is an easy, easy game, and well, you gotta play, you gotta play the game, you gotta play it out, and they lost. Yep. Yep. That was it. All right, that was in 2010. Okay. All right. Number four. My number four is uh, Eagles versus uh, Cowboys, but it was a, I think it was uh, Sanchez. <laughs> Sanchez played and beat the crap out of him. Remember that game? I do remember that game. Uh, yes, that I remember that was a memorable game. That was on. Uh, I want to say that was on. I want to say that was on Thanksgiving. It might have been on Thanksgiving. It was on Thanksgiving. I don't have the, the dates and everything like that. But Eagles uh-huh. versus the Cowboys. Uh, Eagles went down there and beat the the leaving the hell out of with, with Mark Sanchez. That was crazy, man. I, that, I just remember that game being so uh, uh, good. Now, I remember a couple weeks later they lost. <laughs> but that game was just so big. Uh, and uh, I remember Eagles, everyone, because I think the Eagles won that game. I think they were like maybe like 7-3 or 7-4. And, and they ended up losing like three or four straight. And, and I remember they ended up not making the playoffs that year. That was Chip Kelly's uh, second year. Okay. Yeah, so, that, so that game was in 2014. Okay. So, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I'm, on, I'm on that sucker stuff. But you'll, <laughs> you'll see how my list goes, how the way we get to where we're trying to go. But, That's okay. We're, we're, we're no strangers to knowing how Taylor feels about yeah. the Eagles. So, you know. So, number uh, three. three. <laughs> we're going to go to the very next year, Thanksgiving. Eagles played against the Lions, and Eagles got stomped out. Oh, no. <laughs> By the, uh, by the by the Detroit Lions, oh, no. and that was kind of like the beginning of the end of Chip Kelly. So you see how my, my list is going, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but that game was monumental because Eagles had lost the week before, I think to uh, I want to say uh, either it was either against Miami or or Tampa Bay, and they lost again to the Lions, and uh, it was just a bad game. I remember Calvin Johnson was just mossing um, Eric Rowe, and it was just a bad game, and uh, Eagles got destroyed. I remember the next day. 
I was listening to the radio. People were on the radio just crying. It was just so bad, man. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry. I tell you, my list is just all over. It's crazy. My Eagles fans take losses so hard. Yeah, they, took, they took that one hard. That was a bad loss. That was really, that was, that's the, that was the beginning and the end of Snitch Kelly. You know what I mean? I remember he did, and the next week he ended up beating the Patriots because a couple of Patriots, they took them easy, but, you know, but, you know, you got to where you got to. You'll see where I'm going with this. So, number two. Number two. Number two, like you said, I can't forget about the miracle at the Meadowlands. You can't remember. That was a really, really – but people forget before that, the Eagles were down, I want to say, about 16 or 17, 18 points. Yep. So, then before that punt return, they had to score some touchdowns. You know what I mean? So, Mike Vick led some touchdown, some touchdown drives in the fourth quarter with, like, six, seven minutes to go. I think the game was at least maybe – it, it was like at least two or three scores down. So, yeah. So, and then, you know, of course, you get the punt return. The drop, you know, he, he muffed it, picked it up, ran it in, and uh, made, ran sideways. Ran the, along the, the and, goal line. Until it was 0-0 and the game was over with. And I remember the coach told the punter, kick it out of bounds. Dumb <laughs> kicked it to, to Deshaun Jack, Jackson. He got what he deserved. I'm pretty sure that punter got fired a couple days later. Yeah? Huh? You know, that's, that's just how it goes. All right. And, uh, well... You're number one. I mean, you can't not put the number one at the Super Bowl. You can't forget that. Come on now. People were shooting guns after the game was over with, after they won. Yeah, it was going down after that. It was Super going Bowl. down, yes. Uh, wow. So you can't forget um, um, that the Super Bowl, man. The Super Bowl win. I mean, the game, well, first of all, they probably won the better games of all time in Super Bowl history. Yep. And, uh, and it wasn't really back and forth until like maybe the second half. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's, the Eagles just, um, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a really, really good game. Eagles came to play, and, uh, you know, it's it a, a monumental it's a monumental game so you know salute to the Eagles salute to you know everyone that's celebrated that game a, a, a great game great game. good game good game and they got the, like I said first Super Bowl win uh, Nick Foles all them great game great celebration I remember I went out to the streets and saw everyone and Raw Street was packed I'll just say that people were on top of their cars uh, going crazy because that night it would end up being like 50 to 60 degrees outside so it ended up being bad for the city but you know <laughs> Hey, you know, I think even the conference is like, hey, man, listen, y'all, go, go ahead and do what y'all got to do. Goes that way, man. It's, sometimes we don't, we it's, don't know if this will ever happen again, but, you know. It's a celebration. It's a celebration. That's yeah, what it was. They celebrated all night long and all week long. So I remember that. So Definitely. They let the city just say, yo, go ahead. Do what y'all got to do. Don't burn nothing down. But we know y'all going to destroy stuff, but don't burn anything down. <laughs> I don't think they burned it. I think they ransacked a couple of Wawa's and somebody eat some doo-doo. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy night. <laughs> So moving out of top five, we're going to switch yep. gears and get into, uh, out of football and into a little bit of basketball talk. Yep. Some NBA stuff. Uh, the Sixers ended this past week with a record of 2-2 two and two after defeating Detroit and then Milwaukee on Christmas Day uh, and then losing to the Orlando Magic and Miami Heat last night in overtime by a point. Uh, but not a bad week in my opinion. And, you know, they're going to have games where they lose the teams that they probably shouldn't like Orlando. But, uh, you know, Taylor, did you have any feelings about the Sixers last week? Uh, I salute them for beating, you know, the Bucks. But then, you know what I mean? And I don't mind them losing to Miami. But come on, man. You got to be able to beat the Orlando Magic. Come on, man. That's Markel Fultz, man. You got you to gotta make, make him feel it, man. You got to make him. Oh, you down there. You got to make. You got to definitely. You got to get up for that game. But I'm saying it's the NBA. You know, you're in that, in that time where you got to get up for games. And sometimes yeah. you go down. Stuff it's going like to be that. let down game. But I, they got to get this. Ro- they got to get the rotation. Because I see they'll, they'll play Trey Burke. Then they won't trade play Trey. So you got to figure yeah. out when you're going to play, you know, these people and stuff like that. How many 
minutes you'll give to this person or that person. You know what I mean? So they got to get this rotation together of who's going to play what games. And I noticed they came, and I remember, uh, you know, remember Matisse Thibault's out, so you know you yeah. lose a little bit of a little bit of defense. It might be that, it might be because they were giving Matisse Thibault so much. Now they got to give other people a little bit more minutes, and now everything might be offset. So. We'll see what next week brings. I'm not down on them, but, you know, I'm glad they beat the Bucks. I'm glad they beat the crap out of the Bucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just to let them know, like, yeah, you guys may be the best team in the NBA, but, hey, we're still here. So, you know, salute to them, you know, for beating them on Christmas game. But you got to be able to, you know, beat these other teams, too. So we'll see. It's, Absolutely. it's a long season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So, you know, we'll see. So speaking of the Bucks and holding the best record in the NBA, Milwaukee and the LA Lakers do still hold the stop, top spots in their conferences with records of 29 and 5 and 25 and 7 respectively. And uh, I would be tripping if we didn't mention the Christmas showdown in LA uh, where the Clippers emerged victorious over the Lakers. Uh, Taylor, did you catch that game? No. Well, no, I saw that game. I saw uh, you know LeBron you know, give it up. Yeah. But, I, but I saw, you know, the Clippers are kind of going through the same thing the Sixers are going through. That's a whole brand new, you know, cast of players. Like, I think more than half of the team weren't there last year. You know, we only mm-hmm. got Low Williams, maybe Zubak, but everyone else is, you know, Elna and Shamit. But, you know, they're trying to get... Pat you know, and, Yeah, and then Pat Beverly and everything. Pat Beverly, he was, I think he was there last year, wasn't he? Yeah, he was there last year. Yeah, so you... But, and then but Shaman, they're still figuring out rotation yeah, stuff. Yeah, but Shamit was out. He played early this year. Then he was out and he's back, you know what I mean? So they're trying to get... And remember, uh, uh, George was out, you know? Yeah. And then, of course, you got uh, Kawhi. He was here and then he's out. So they're just trying to get used to each other. So, you know, they're going to win some games and lose some games. But they're going to be right there with the Lakers, you know what I mean? So, salute to them for beating them at the time. And I think they're going to be right there. They're going to be either the one or the two seed. And then we're going to see, you know, when the playoffs start, you know, later on in the year, we're going to see who, who, who's who, who's what. But I, I like what I see from the Clippers. They they, they usually play pretty solid. And they, and they actually do play a little bit better defense than I thought they would play. And I saw... I, 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 I love all you LeBron James uh, 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 pipe riders. How you going? How, how you get your shot blocked by, by Pat Beverly? You're not the best, man. Come on, man. Pat Beverly's like what six foot tall, and and, and the naps are making him six foot tall. The nappy hair. And I'm glad you mentioned he's that. Like, he's probably like five foot nine, five foot ten. He blocked LeBron James' shot. Are you kidding me? I'm pretty sure it was on that play that LeBron James apparently got hit in the groin. He didn't. He didn't get hit. And, it was and, a clean and, block. And and he's uh, injured now. He's a clown, man. <laughs> has, 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 so, did, did MJ ever get a shot blocked by, by John Starks? Hell no! Come on, man, Pat <laughs> Beverly—he's six foot tall. He blocked the shot clean. Yeah, yeah. Man, get that nigga out of here! Come on, man. Don't don't give me that LeBron James stuff, please, man. He got a shot blocked by Pat Beverly. Stop it! It's embarrassing. So the leading scorers from that game were Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers with 35, and Kyle Kuzma for the Lake Show with 25. Um, and reclaiming his spot as our flamethrower of the week is none other than James Harden, who dropped 44 last night at home against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I've heard some rumors over the past couple of days that uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, is at the center of trade talks and rumored to want out of New York. And honestly, I mean, is anybody surprised? That I, would, New- I, would want, I would want out too. The Knicks think out loud, bro. You saw Przingis. Przingis, he wanted out too. End of sentence. Like yeah. that. They, they, they. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing, but yeah, I would. Uh, I, I have a feeling they're gonna be trading the whole thing. They signed a whole bunch of people, but a lot of people they're gonna want out. So Smith, probably Morris, and uh, probably Porter. Julius Randle. No, I, I, well, I think he signed. Did he sign a one-year deal, two-year? I don't remember, but they. they it could, was short. Yeah, it wasn't a long deal, so they'll be they'll be able to trade up a, a couple people. So we'll see. 
And I do apologize, a team that I have not mentioned yet in our NBA discussions and talks that I actually have my eye on and really like as far as a young team goes is the Sacramento Kings. Um, I like what oh, I'm yeah. hearing from them a lot. Um, and I like the young nucleus that they have. I like the Aaron Fox a lot. Uh, and I, I, I see the way that they're building. So salute and shout out to the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Taylor, did you Aaron have Fox was Aaron Fox was in my point guard list a couple weeks or well, a month ago. So I, okay. like, I like Sacramento's team too. Yeah, they play they play hard. They got to get their injury stuff together too. I remember Fox was out and he was in. Yeah. So and I think Giles been in and out. Uh, uh, what's my man's name from Duke? Uh, Bagley. 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 Yeah. He was out, but they got him back. So you know this guy's stay healthy. But Buddy, Buddy Hills, he's been there all year. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, a legit three-point shooter. So as long as they you know, stay healthy, they'll, they'll be all right. They'll fine. I, I like their rotation, though. you have any other comments as far as uh, NBA talk goes? No, nah, I don't hear nothing from Melo. Is he still in the league? Yeah, yeah. Melo's still balling. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, thought, I thought he was about of here. Okay. Nah, nah. Don't, don't, don't count Melo out. You okay. wilding. All right, then. All right. We'll see. I'm, I'm still watching. <laughs> but, you know, it's, like I said, it's still early. You know what I mean? But, you know, like right now after Christmas, that's when everybody, everybody starts getting revved up. So as soon as 2020 hits over, I'll be able to drop some names and stuff like that. But right now, I'll be I'll be paying attention. As soon as the 2020 starts, I'll be able to drop names and stuff like that, too. So. Definitely. I don't want to, you know, drop a name, you know, just off stats. I want to actually be able to see somebody and see them playing. Like, oh, okay, this guy's getting, he's getting it in. I think I already named Luca Doncic. He's been balling all year, even though he's hurt. Hurt. He came back, so uh, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a lot of names to drop because a lot yep. of people are are getting busy and balling this year, from younger guys to older guys. Mm-hmm. Vets in the league still getting it in. So that's right. Gotta salute everybody we can. All right. So since we're discussing basketball, we're gonna finish up our basketball talk with uh, our second edition of Top 5 which is going to be our Top 5 3 point specialist of the 2010s so you know from 2010 past, past to decades. this year exactly okay I got you uh, so I'll start off with my list at number 5 I have uh, a guy who you know you really don't need to say much more than his name when you're talking about 3 point shooting but this guy is, is synonymous with that act uh, and that's Ray Allen Mm. Uh, he played for the Milwaukee Bucks, he played for the Boston Celtics, he played for the Miami Heat. He won three championships. And, um, you know, him shooting is just it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, he won a three-point shooting contest one season. And, uh, you know, he was the star of He Got Game. She's a Shuttlesworth. So, right. number five, that's Ray Allen. Uh, number four, we're going to take it to a Duke alum, a guy who's been kind of a journeyman. He's been all over the league. He was formerly a 76er. Uh, and that guy's J.J. Redick. Uh, he's not a guy who's going to play necessarily both ways. You're not going to put him on the opposing team's best def- uh, offensive player because defensively, he, he's just not really that guy. But on the offensive end, you get him the ball in a catch-and-shoot situation, especially for a game winner, and he's probably going to come through for you. Uh, so that's my number four. Number three, how we gonna take it down to Dallas. Salute to a guy who played 20 years in the league, straight out of Germany, uh, seven feet, and that's Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, he was a guy who shot I really respected and appreciated. Uh, and you know, at a point in time when there was other shooters in the league like Peja Stojakovic and uh, you know Hito Turkoglu and, and and just a, a myriad of guys who could shoot. Dirk Nowitzki always stood out. Uh, you know, not just because he was seven feet, but his stroke was always so, so consistent. Pause. Yes, it was. Yes, so, it was. Uh, so salute to Dirk Nowitzki. That's my number three guy. 
My number two guy I got on the list right now. It might be a little controversial because uh, there's another guy that maybe, not maybe, or arguably, he could get in this number two spot. But I chose this guy intentionally uh, because I respect his game. I respect his hunger. I respect his growth over the period of time that he's been in the league. And uh, for this guy, we're going to go out west to Portland, and it's going to be Damian Lillard. Mm. Dame Dollar. And Stephen Curry was stepping out and shooting from, you know, five, six steps behind the three-point line. The people were a little intimidated, you know, saying, you know, what's this? Is this going to be the new wave? Dame said, okay, I'll do that too. So uh, I really respect his game. Like I said, I respect his shooting ability, uh, his clutch ability. And uh, he's a guy at the end of the game, if I have a, a choice to get the last shot to somebody, I'll give it to Dame Lillard. I like that word. You just made up a word, clutch ability. I like that. Definitely. The word of, that's the word for 2020. Matter of fact, that's the name of the, uh, that should be the name of the show, Clutchability. Clutchability. <laughs> well, I said something a little earlier that I thought might be the name, but we might go with that. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Clutchability. I like that. So that brings us to our number one. Uh, we started that here. Guy. Don't nobody steal that from us. Sleep, sports life, and everything else podcast. <laughs> Don't steal it. Clutchability. If y'all steal it, we're suing. I want 1,055%. Yeah. We trying to get money out here like everyone else. Everybody steals that. If I, I, mean, if I hear it, I'm still, I'm, 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 I'll be sending a cease and desist. Calling it out. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go, go to your number one. I'm, I'm about sorry. to put in my trademark for that in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Clutchability. Yes. So the number one guy on my three-point specialists of the past decade is uh, another, none other than St- Stephen Curry's teammate, Clay Thompson. Mm. Uh, Play. These guys came into the league around the same time. You're after each other, Clay Thompson has a athletic and, and professional sports pedigree. His father played in the NBA. His mother was a, an Olympic, uh, I think, track runner. But uh, either way, this this guy just has incredible ability. And the best thing about Clay Thompson, the thing that I like the most about him, is that he's not just the guy who's going to shoot the ball at one end and give it up on the other and he plays both ways and you can put him on your best uh, opposing offensive player whether it's Kevin Durant or LeBron James whoever and he'll put the straps on him and, so, and, and, and he'll, he'll he'll lock him up defensively so uh, that's that's my number one guy and that's that's my top five for those guys alright alright well, we're gonna uh, I like Clay I wanted to put him on my list but I had to I had to switch it up he, if he was gonna be on my list he'd probably be six right now but we're gonna start from five Okay. and five is my guy um, you know I've been messing with this guy for years and I don't mm-hmm. think people talk about him his, his uh, he got a bald spot in the, in the back of his head but he, he, that's my guy that's my, that's my homie KD Okay. KD hit two threes in, in Queen James face right in the same place salute to KD He's, he, he's the man. I know he's hurt right now, but he had two threes right in 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 in, in, in Queen James' mouth. He got to get on the list, you know what I mean? Because y'all love y'all love y'all love Queen James, but KD said, "Listen, let me get let me get my two rings off of this guy. Since he's he, he, he the best player, he's giving out rings to people. I'll take two. Definitely so, salute to KD. Salute to KD. Number four is lefty down in San Antonio. Another ball, another guy with a ball with a ball spot in his head. <laughs> My man Manu Ginobili. Manu. Put some respect on Manu Ginobili's name with that with that broken left hand jumper, but that jump was always going in. That jump was wet. Always going that in. That jump shot if was left, crazy. If you left, if you gave him two or three feet, it was going in. Give him a crack. Yeah. So Manu Ginobili, that's that's my guy. I know a lot of people can't stand him, but Manu Ginobili, I, 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 I just I just like watching him, man. He was. He was just so, I don't want to say clutch, but he was always hitting like these back-baking threes against you. With, and 
He, he got he got what three four rings. I mean, come on, man, put some respect on Manny Ginobili's name, man. Definitely. Okay, Manny Ginobili at number four. Number three. How soon we forget about the Jet, Jason Terry. Jason Terry. My goodness, I think he's like fifth or sixth somewhere. I, I'll check. Um, but he's like he, he's he's in the top ten somewhere in the threes made or something like that. The Jet Terry man, he did it for, like he did it for he did it for over twenty so almost twenty years too. He's a beast. He did it on multiple teams, whether it be on uh, Atlanta. Uh, of course, he run the ring down in Dallas. Uh, what other team he played for? He played for uh, he played for Milwaukee recently, maybe two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. He's been all over the place though, man. Salute so, to, to the Jet to Jason Terry, man. He played for, uh, he played for Houston for a little bit too, right? He, he played all over the place. Been man. all over the place, journeyman. Yeah, yeah, he's a journeyman, but he was always just that guy. As soon as you put him in, you know he was shooting that three. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't taking too many dribbles. He was shooting that three. So definitely salute to, to Jason Terry. That's that's my guy, man. All right, all right, Jason Terry. He, he never three. went bald. He just stayed bald. <laughs> oh. oh, oh with the close cut, and he threw the headband on. He threw the headband on. He had the, he had the Avon Barksdale cut. He had the close cut to, to the grain. You know yeah, he mean? did. Yeah. He did have the Avon Barksdale yeah. drink. Number two, you just said it, but I'm gonna go on by his other name, Jesus Shuttlesworth, okay. aka Ray Allen. He's a beast, man. He's a beast. Man. He's a that quick release. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, he went to Boston, did some things, but he 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 saved Queen James' uh, legacy. You know what I mean, so salute to uh, Ray Allen. He's he's a beast, man. That's that's my guy, man. Ray Allen, Jesus Shuttlesworth. They were still after he retired well, a couple years. They were still talking about him coming out of retirement. They was. Oh, he's going. He's, he's gonna come to our back. team. He's gonna come back. Is he working out? He never. He said, "No, I'm good, man. My legacy is cemented. I got three championship rings." Uh, come on, man. I'm good, man. Y'all leave me alone. Let, let, let me do my thing. Let, let these other young guys come in. So I like how he didn't chase it. Like once he was done, he was done. He done, he was never trying to like be on someone's bench or something like that. When he was done, he just stopped playing. I like people who just you know, when they when it's a rap, it's a rap. I don't like people trying to hang on. You know? And he sure did get LeBron a ring. He, oh, he helped. Yeah, he saved his legacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, number one. Uh, number one. Numero uno. My man Steph, man. You gotta put some respect on Steph Curry. Steph just, and Curry. Just walking up thirty five. <laughs> Feet away from the basket and shooting up James. Like, come Just on, yanking. man. Nobody was doing that until he was doing it. Nah, that's a fact. James Harden started doing it because of him. Uh, everyone else didn't do it. Because, uh, uh, Booker, they all did it because he was doing it. Mm-hmm. And he knew that if I go in, because the thing with Steph was he know that he's not, you know, not the, not the biggest player, may not be the strongest player because if he goes into the paint, he can go into the paint, but you know, if he gets hit, he's going to get hurt. He's been hurt many a time going to the paint, you know yeah. what I mean, because his body may be frail. Getting so, banged up. So let me shoot 35, 35 40-foot jumpers, and they be going in. And Clay, and Steve Kerr never said, don't do it. It was a good shot because he was making it. So yeah. uh, I always give uh, put some respect on uh, Steph Curry taking on his dad's legacy because he was a really a great three-point shooter, Dell Curry. To but he came in and just said, I'll do it, but I'll just do it for a couple more feet out and preserve my preserve my career a little bit more. And that's what he's done. So Superman, that's how he got hurt this year. He, he went to the, he went to the um, paint and messed up his wrist. So you'll be seeing him probably for the next two or three years just taking these crazy outside jumpers. Probably still scoring, averaging 25, 30 points a game. So, Steph Curry, that's my guy. Re, 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 redefine the whole league in, like, one year. Yeah, yeah. Steph definitely Steph. Uh, left left his fingerprint on the on the league. And, you know, it's, it's people that's, that's taking far away shots. The number two on my list was Dane Billard. Steph did it before him. So, that's my, that's my guy. I'll never – that's, that's my guy. All right, all right. So, getting out of this NBA talk and getting into the rank, we're going to get into a little bit of boxing discussion. Because last night, uh, there was uh, a fight between Javante Davis and Eucoris Gamboa. And Davis dropped him three times, finishing him off 
to win by TKO in the 12th round to advance to 23-0, while Gamboa falls to 30-3. I didn't actually see this last night myself, but Taylor saw it. I saw it. E saw it. I was sick as hell, but I made sure I, 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 I got my sick ass up and watched it. Made, made, made sure. You know, it's the last fight of the year. So, and, and uh, Devontae Davis, you know, uh, he came in overweight, but he did what he had to do. And, you know, anytime you go up to a new weight class, everybody's going to be, you're not just going to be knocking people out soon as you get in there. Yeah. And he did what he's supposed to do, and he won the fight. Uh, he looked he looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, I think he won pretty much every round up until that point, maybe maybe one or two rounds, but he was solid. He took some breaks and stuff like that, maybe in the seventh or the eighth, but he did what he's supposed to do, and he, he, he beat down Gamboa, Gamboa. You know what I mean? So he did what he's supposed to do. Baltimore's finest, Javante Davis. No, nothing more needs to be said. He's on his way. Still a young guy. I'm 25 years old, so Still probably undefeated. 2020. He'll probably a couple more fights. We'll see if he uh, actually steps into the ring with guys like Lemonchenko. Maybe he'll go up to you know, uh, welterweight. You know, we'll see. He's still like he's still a young guy, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. He's he's definitely you know cream of the crop. Probably a top five fighter in all the all, all the divisions combined. So salute to that young man. Definitely salute to Javante Davis for getting another W. Yep. And uh and, and putting hands on somebody. He put hands on that guy. Yes, he did, man. All right, all right. So we're gonna get out of the boxing a little bit, and uh, we're gonna slide into a new, not really a new segment. Uh, we mentioned it once, uh, but we're gonna get back to it now. We tweak things a little bit. That's what we're gonna refer to as the common sense space, uh, because you know, thinking of me and Taylor uh, just uh, as people in general i think that we have pretty good common sense uh, if you asked us a question about a situation i feel like the answer we give you would kind of make sense depending on how you're looking at it i would like to think so so but don't, uh, but don't listen to me though just do just do do your own thing so our common sense space uh is going to be like a, a free space uh, a space where you can talk freely uh, and we want to speak about relationships a little bit and you know just what people go through from day to day um i feel like people appreciate you listening to that uh, because you want to know that people going through what you're going through or that people got an opinion on something that you're going through because it might help you to better decide what you're going to do about your situation. So the topic we're going to talk about this week uh, is an idea that a lot of people deal with. Uh, it's in public. Uh, celebrities deal with it. But uh, it's dating up or dating down in age. So, you know, let's say you're a 25-year-old guy and you're dating a woman who's 43. Mm. Or you're... a 50-year-old man and you're dating a woman who's 28, 26. Mm. You know, and maybe the gap's not even that big. Maybe you're 28 and you're dating someone who's you're 35. Talking, you're talking about an older man uh, with some fresh meat. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, Leo's out here. Who? Le- Leo. Leo's over maybe 40, 50, dating these oh, okay, I got you. 26, 28-year-olds. Yeah. You know? Oh, you're talking about Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Leo. Yeah, man. This ain't nothing, nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah, I mean, listen, as, as far as... Say it again. You're 12 years older than your lady E? Okay, okay. I, I, I think Robin Thicke, I think he's in his early 40s. I think he had a girl. He had a baby with a girl. She's about 19. Okay, so I don't endorse the teenage stuff. Well, hey, listen. However. She's, she's of age. <laughs> that is technically true. If you're over 18. Robin Thicke. You are of age of consent. We, we, we're not about that R. Kelly life over here. But, <clears throat> I mean, as far as my opinion on it, when I was younger, I wasn't really big on dating people that were older than me. It might have been an immaturity thing. I don't really know. But as I've gotten older, I'm in my 30s now, I don't really feel the same way about it. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to dating a woman that's older than me. 
I don't know so much about a woman that's five, eight years younger than me. We'd have to have some conversations to figure out what's going on. But um, I feel like when a woman gets to a certain age, she just has an understanding of what's going on, uh, you know, depending on her level of maturity as well. And, uh, you know, it can be beneficial to a relationship. Okay. All right, so he said he cool with it. Taylor said he cool with it. Yeah, listen, man, it's, whatever. Listen, you'll find love or whatever relationship and all. I don't. It doesn't really matter. To me. I like whoever likes me. So, yeah, I mean, I put it out there. I'm 35. So if you're 19, 20, if you like me, I, 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 I mess around. If, and if and if you're 45 or 50, listen, man, I like whoever likes me. So everything's good. So we'll see. Yes, sir. He, he gonna give us a little comments real quick about okay. how he yeah. feels about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. Um, I, what's up? I rarely get on, but uh, I, I'll put it. I got a little bit of experience when it comes to this. So, uh, nope. um, you know, I'm 12 years older than my lady. I yeah. was I was married. I got married young. Got married really young. So uh, I don't suggest that, you know. Uh, I just don't think the mind is ready. No, you're definitely not ready. When you're like 21, you're not, you, you, know, you should not be getting, I don't think so. When, when, when I got married, you know what? I was young, I was in the military, and I, yeah. it, it, it sounded like a good idea at mm, the time, you yeah. know? I get that couple extra dollars, you yeah. know? I had this pretty girl waiting for me, and, and in the end, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But uh, when I was young, I really liked to date older women. You know, I did. I like, did and I'm talking like when I I, by, the, by the time I was 18, I liked them. You know, I liked them little sugar mommies because, if, you know, it was something to learn. Yep, it was always something to learn. So season. But now that you know, and I've been with my lady for for some years now. So that, yes, I'm with the one. So I I don't have those problems anymore. I don't have problems that the average people out here single out. I, I'd feel. I feel sorry for single people out here these days because it's like you can't even get a number unless you got a cash app. <laughs> so <laughs> they got that. But, um, mm. you know, as as being older, I don't really particularly care to be with girls my age or from my generation because they got those generational problems. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not saying that's for all women, but a lot of them, especially moving back up here up north, the attitude's very different than Southern girls. I got you. I mean, now you you know you you may say some might say you know women is you know women is women in general, but you know I ain't gonna go on too long. But I just like you know they they say uh, half your age plus seven is good. Yeah. You know, and that's what we're about. My my dad's about that same age as my mom is crazy how the ties you know how it loops around. Yeah. But. You know, she keeps me fresh. Okay. You know, she, her gen, she, she's a little younger generation, so her insight on on life is a lot different. Her perspective, but she's very intelligent. But I, I just, I, I got one of the good ones. I, I got lo- you. I'm lucky. I will, I will say this: uh, women do mature faster than men. I will say that. Right. Most women do. So let's just say if you're 37 or 38 and you get yourself a 29. You guys are kind of like on that same page. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, so, and, yeah. And you nothing, know what? There's nothing yeah. wrong with that's, that. It doesn't matter what color. What it, usually you're on that same. That's that's a, that's a good yeah. analogy. Yeah. Of, that's a good breakdown yeah. because, and that's true. And and honestly, Best nowadays, I, yeah. I don't feel like I personally grew up into exactly. I was damn near 38. Me that's, too. I mean, that's you know I'm in my 40s now, but that's mm-hmm. when it started to really kick in. Exactly. 
the, the better decision making. You you know you think you're an adult, but you know I I, I just like I like her I like her younger. Yeah, but what I don't if... I don't want nobody. You know it's it's cool to be with somebody age, but you know our differences and our our generational differences is so great because yep. she tell me oh you watching your programs. You know I ain't mm -hmm. watching TV. She yeah. tell me I'm watching my programs. I got you. I got you. You older. You know, that's, but, that's, but that's an old term back. Then. Yeah, program. I, and I didn't think I was that old. I mean, geez, <laughs> wheeze. Oh, <man. laughs> but uh, but 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 you know, I'm just gonna wrap it up with that. You know, it. You like who you like, exactly. and, and, and in this lifetime, it's it's not. Sometimes they say whether it's somebody older, or somebody younger, you just have to find a person that matches that you. Matches you. And and I don't believe you're going to find that if you look for it no you gotta let it find you, you have to let you have to put your energy out there into the world and that person will find you that's right or you will find that person and and, and, and sometimes it's the way you least expect it but when you're putting in work most of the time you're putting in work for the wrong thing yep. and you can't you can't you can't beat the universe you know I, I, i'm not a really i don't go with the religion thing you know you know you believe in what you believe in, mm -hmm. but the universe is the universe, and it, it will guide you in the right way. But I'm a, I'm a signing off on that. That's that's what I'm gonna have to say tonight. So I appreciate y'all for giving me a little spot tonight to, e. to express myself. E, you, e. <laughs> to you, you just dropped the gym. Salute to you, man. You, you just dropped the gym. I like that. If we had bomb sound effects, <clears throat> I'd have to ask E to drop a bomb right now. Because uh, he, he just gave us a, a, a very good amount of insight into a, a, a very healthy relationship situation that he has with his lady. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we really appreciate what he had to say and his contribution to our episode this week. Uh, but we're going to finish things up uh, with Mike's Minutes. By the way, I'm single. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. Taylor, get a quick plug in there. Taylor is single. And I love it. You want to see what Taylor looks like? You can catch him on our IG at Sleep is for You. I'm on a summer. He got something real quick you want to say, too? And I'm going to say one more thing. And Taylor, I, I salute you because one of the biggest problems is people are afraid to be single. They're actually afraid to love themselves first. That's right. And and that's one of the biggest problems out here. Can't love nobody you, until you love put, yourself. You're trying to put so much into everything. Yep. And you don't even know who you are. Mm -hmm. right and about I'm not that. saying this for everybody, but it happens. It even happened to me. As, as much stuff as I've done in my life, many records and many people and many celebrities and many things, I've, it still took me into my 30s to really get to truly know who I was. Yep. And once I got to know myself and love myself, it made my relationship that much better. Exactly so right. if you have to be single, yeah. don't just get with somebody just because it's <laughs> just to be with somebody. Exactly. If you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah, do it. Just wait, man. Nothing, and, nothing and, wrong with and I'm going to leave it at that. Gentlemen, y'all got the form back. Thank, thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. He, he dropped another gym. Well, listen, man. I, like I said, I, I I can't say it any better than how he just put it. Like, he, he, he gave y'all some, some very good knowledge. Um, you know, as far as relationships go, my opinion is, like they said, just, you know, be happy with who you happy with. If it's somebody's older than you, if somebody's younger than you, if it works for y'all, it works for y'all. And if it's not working and you constantly going into bad relationships back to back to back, then maybe you need to take a little break, have some alone time. Just because you're alone don't mean you're lonely. Sometimes right. you got to work on yourself. Sometimes you got to do some digging, some searching, ask yourself some tough questions and get over some things so you can take a better you into your next situation and have a better outcome. 
Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. But uh, we're going to finish up things this week with uh, episode 17 edition of Mike's Minutes. <coughs> and uh, my thoughts this week uh, are that we come all into this, we all come into this world the same way. Dumb, naked, and speechless. Don't nobody know nothing. Everything else is learned. And, you know, at that point, we're all products of our environment. So whatever is going on around you, you know, family-wise, friend-wise, stability-wise, lack of stability-wise, you know, that's picked up and adopted as the way you live. But, you know, there comes a point in your life, though, hopefully, where you say, okay, you know, that was that. What now? You know, that was my youth. That was what I went through. That was what I dealt with. But is that the stuff that I'm going to com- continue rocking with? And I mean, how much of this stuff I picked up is working for me and what's not? Well, I say all that to say that since everything in life is learned, you can always learn to do more. You can always go further than where you are and where you've been. But it's up to you to put in that work. You don't have to be the same person you were today. Tomorrow, only by choice, you know, does the next year have to be the same for you as last year. So... If there's something you want to do, something you want to learn, or another level you want to get to, you can just work at it and work on yourself. It is possible that you can have much more than you have right now because it is possible that you can be much more than you are right now. You'll never know how far you can go or what amazing life-changing things you can do until you try. So in 2020, make up your mind to go get it because this is your life and in the end when you're inching closer to that dirt nap that we're all headed for you don't want to be that person who realizes man i could have done so much more with my time don't be that person don't be that man don't be that woman do it now you got an idea in your head you got something you want to do somewhere you want to go something you want to see somebody you want to talk to make that happen So, yeah, that's our Mike's Minutes for this week. And that's going to close out episode 17. So you guys can follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleep Is For You. That's S-L-E-E-P-I-S, the number four, Y-O-U. Also, check us out at sleepisforyou.com. You can listen to old episodes, check new episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. And on that note, I just want to mention to everybody out there listening, that we are going to be taking a brief break next week. We're going to take a, a, a week off from the show. A little hiatus. Yeah, just a, a little time. But uh, we'll be back <clears throat> the following week, uh, the week of January 12th. So we'll be recording our next episode on January 12th. That should be released on the 13th or the 14th. Uh, but definitely keep uh, paying attention to the IG because we're going to have stuff going up on there, content going up on there. Pay attention to sleepersforyou.com. We're going to have content going on there. Tat picks. if you're paying attention to tat picks, we're doing pretty well. So, you know, if you're someone who likes to put a little money on them games, we might be able to help you make some decisions. Uh, check out tat picks at sleepersforyou.com. And uh, Taylor, you got anything else you want to say? Uh, Eddie Murphy said it best in Trading Places. Merry New Year. <laughs> Well, where we are right now, that makes a lot of sense. Now, we're just a couple of couple of days away from 2020 and a new year. So uh, I hope everybody out there has a joyous time, has a celebratory time, has a good, safe time. Uh, you know, be careful. Watch out when they shooting them guns off. Don't drink too much. Don't 
smoke too much if you know that's how you get down and uh you know just just enjoy yourself bringing the new year right with people you love to be around family and friends people that's gonna help you have a good time all right y'all so we'll catch y'all in a couple weeks happy new year, happy new year. water